I'm Russell Real with Real Hog Farms in Marion, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas, agricultural on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. I'm always glad that you've taken time to join me for another edition of Texas Ag Today. All you got to do is jump on in with me. Buckle up. We're going to take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, this grain market is just going crazy. And that means crop insurance will be vital when it comes to your marketing plan this year. Because with prices this high, traditional farm programs probably won't help very much. We'll take a closer look at that coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Kerry Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the piney woods of East Texas to the rocky ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. Texas High Plains ranchers are in the same ironic situation that's playing out all over in the cattle business. Fairly strong prices for cattle, but a lot of difficulty in many other ways. I'm James Hunt, and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. Managing corn rootworm infestations in Texas fields. I'm Tom Nicoletti, and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. U.S. agriculture is celebrating a record year of exports in 2021, besting the previous record year by nearly 15%. I'm Gary Joyner, and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. We'll have those stories plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. Wheat prices hit an all-time high last week, and they're continuing to climb this week. Corn prices, also at levels we rarely see. So how do you form a marketing plan when the markets are in a disruptive state and there's so much uncertainty with input costs? Texas A&M Grain Marketing Specialist Mark Welch says this year it should start with crop insurance. These high prices are going to be reflected in some base prices for crop insurance that are higher than we've seen in years. That's a good place to start. Uh, What can we do to enhance this farm safety net, utilizing to the greatest degree we can a a crop insurance program, and then build from there. But start putting those tools together in anticipation of putting seed in the ground and, and getting our crop going. Welch says this is a good marketing opportunity, but it will require farmers to take a team approach with their lender and other partners in their farming operation because traditional farm programs will not be much help this year. Texas Stock Show season continues with Rodeo Austin kicking off this weekend. In just a few days, 4-H and FFA students from across the state will gather again for another one of Texas' major livestock shows. Rodeo Austin kicks off Saturday and runs through March 26th in Austin. The event includes a junior livestock show, horse show, youth art show, school tours, mutton busting, 
rodeo, concerts, a carnival, and more. Details are available at rodeoaustin.com. That is rodeoaustin.com. Again, that event runs from Saturday to March 26th. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. There is some rain in the forecast for some areas of Texas this week, but the drought continues. And at this point, we're looking at a tough spring to get a crop started. Luke Etheridge is a regional agronomist for BASF in South and East Texas. He says some areas of his territory in South Texas have plenty of moisture right now, but that's very spotty. And most Texas farmers looking at a bad situation to start a spring crop. I'm a big proponent of, you know, you don't farm to fail. But, I mean, you definitely got to scratch your head when it comes to, you know, looking at your profile moisture. Because we all know that come June, July, August, it's going to get hot and it's going to get dry for the majority of South and East Texas. And, man, starting out with a full moisture profile sure does make those months seem to go a little bit better. Man, I hate to see stressed crops starting out in the middle of May just because we started with lack of a a soil moisture profile. But we're going to deal with that in some parts of the states without significant rain for sure. Etheridge says his best agronomic advice right now, pray for rain. That's crazy for me to say that as advice, but I mean, that's what we do in Texas. Luke Etheridge with BASF. Texas High Plains ranchers are in a tough spot right now. James Hunt says strong cattle prices are great, but they're being squeezed in many other ways. Andy Holloway, extension agent for Hemp Hill County in the northeast Texas Panhandle, says for area cattle raisers, it's been a mixed bag lately. We've really uh, been blessed with improved cattle markets and these calves, five-way calves, bringing way up over $1,000, even closer to 1200 in some cases, particularly for the high-end cattle. But of course, the explosion in input costs across the board is taking away a lot of the benefit of those prices. And then there's the stress drought is creating. We're very fortunate here that we had a tremendous summer last year. We had good rains that were timely during the growing season for warm season grasses. And on this side of the Texas Panhandle, we grew a lot of grass. And of course, we with that, through these dry, low humidity, windy days, we've been under the threat of wildfire. So our ranchers have had a lot of forage to winter their cows on, but of course they've had to feed a good bit of protein to go with that grass. On the other side of the Texas Panhandle, uh, the western side of the Panhandle, they weren't so fortunate to get the moisture back in the summer that we had out here. And frankly, they're in a predicament. Uh, they've got short grass and and dry, and, uh, and, and James, uh, you know, Uh, I believe in executing my faith, and I'm certainly hopeful that we're going to get spring rains, but if you look at these climatology reports, it's not very hopeful through the summer. On a more encouraging note, Andy Holloway says ticket sales are already running hot for the annual Hemp Hill County Beef Conference coming up late next month. More on that tomorrow. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Pest management is a top priority this year as corn prices hit historic highs. Tom Nicoletti has more. As the new season of corn is being planted across Texas, farmers need to manage their crop carefully, which includes confronting any corn rootworm problems that develop. Drake Copeland is technical service manager for FMC Agricultural Solutions. 
He addresses the challenges producers face with increasing populations of corn rootworms in Texas and in fields over the Corn Belt region of the United States. Whether it's dry conditions or mild winters, we can see a lot of survival. There's also some things that we can do that that we don't pour out of a jug that work. could be avoiding corn-on-corn situations, rotating to different crops that uh, corn rootworm is not a host for. That's obviously something to look for. But what I look at is if you had adults, if you noticed adults came into your fields during the season and you didn't apply insecticide, a good way to start in 2022 is to put out an in-furrow application of an insecticide like bifenthrin or capture LFR. That gets the ball rolling on controlling what beetles lay eggs and control those initial worm hatches that are in the soil. Another thing to look at, if the populations are as bad as what they were in 2021, when they come in, when the corn's up, say R1, and you have populations showing up, we do have a product called Steward. And that's a product we can spray to control those beetles so they don't get down to the soil profile and lay eggs for the next year. So it's more of an integrated approach. Just got to stay on top of it. For a corn rootworm in the future, don't rely so much on the traits. Have an integrated approach, whether that's crop rotation, utilize insecticides in furrow, but also control them as the adults get into the field. That is Drake Copeland with FMC Agricultural Solutions. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. U.S. agriculture is celebrating a record year for exports. Gary Joyner tells us that tops the previous record by 15%. The exports of U.S. farm and food products to the world totaled $177 billion last year. That's a record level. The amount topped the 2020 total by 18%, and it exceeded the previous export record set in 2014 by 14.6%. We can thank mostly higher commodity prices and rising global inflation for the record value, although additional product was shipped from the U.S. Our country's top 10 export markets all saw gains in 2021. Six of the 10 set new records. Worldwide exports of many U.S. products also reached all-time highs. That included soybeans, corn, beef, pork, dairy, distiller's grains, and pet food. China remained the top export destination with a record $33 billion in purchases. That's up 25% from the previous year. Mexico inched ahead of Canada to capture the number two position. Texas is a huge player in all of this. Our state exports 19% of all the product out of the U.S., and agriculture is a big part of it. I'm Gary Joyner for Texas Ag Today. Duck hunters could see some changes in the 2022-2023 hunting season. I'm Jessica Dolmel and I'll have details coming up on Texas Ag today. And if you have a performance horse, there's a good chance they're on some type of joint supplement. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. This is Jessica Domel with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. I've spent my entire life involved in agriculture, so I know how stressful farming and ranching can be. Things like the economy, finances, and the weather increase our stress levels and can leave us feeling defeated. That's where the Texas AgriStress Helpline comes in. Write this number down, 833 897 
833-897-2474. That is 833-897-2474. Have you experienced problems like rising costs, market fluctuations, family conflicts, or extreme weather? Are you feeling stressed and defeated? Well, it is okay to ask for help. Call the Texas Agri-Stress Helpline. Here's the number again, 833-897-2474. That is 833-897-2474. If you can't write it down right now, just remember you can go to farmlifehelp.com. That is farmlifehelp.com. Even the toughest people need help sometimes. Don't wait. Call today. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. If you have a performance horse, there's a good chance they're on some type of joint supplement. Dr. Bob Judd says these types of supplements are very common, but they're not all equal. There is a concern with the effectiveness of supplements. If you search equine joint supplements on Google, you will get information on literally hundreds of products consisting of various herbs, spices, vitamins, proteins, and antioxidants to promote joint health marketed for every type of horse and to fit the budget of every horse owner. Basically, the equine supplement business is out of hand. Dr. Rachel Tucker from England reviewed the literature on many of these products and presented her findings at the British Equine Veterinary Association. The horse publication indicates these joint products are supposed to maintain joint health slow progression of arthritis, reduce joint stiffness and pain, improve welfare and performance, and provide anti-inflammatory effects. Dr. Tucker looked at four common products, starting with chondroitin, and it was shown that this product is absorbed well and does reach the joints. Research in humans shows the product is effective, although a variety of studies indicated it had no effect. Glucosamine is another product that seems to be effective in the lab, but is less absorbable than chondroitin and of questionable effectiveness in human studies. Boswellia is another common product with no studies performed in horses, but some studies do suggest it is effective in humans. Turmeric reportedly has benefits in humans, but is not well absorbed in horses, and one study showed no effect in dogs. The good news is the products appear to be safe. The bad news is there are not any good studies showing these products are effective in horses. And you may be spending a lot of money without a clinical response. I'm veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Texas duck hunters could see some changes in this fall's season. Jessica Domel takes a closer look in today's wildlife report. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission is considering a few changes to the statewide hunting regulations for the 2022-2023 season. Sean Oldenberger, Small Game Program Director for the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, told the commission one of the proposed changes to the migratory game bird regulations would impact the bag limit for duck hunters. From the Central Flyway Council standpoint, which I sit on, one thing that was done this last year 
is the elimination of herd and merganser daily bag limits. The Service Regulations Committee did approve of that. The United States Fish and Wildlife Service, though that will be a federal framework for the 22-23 hunting season. Basically, this is a long-standing restriction based on, if you look at wood ducks and herd mergansers, where the past populations have been. But with regards to current populations, there really is no reason for restrictions on this species so that they agreed to lift that restriction on the species. Also, combining merganser and duck daily bag limits in two. Uh, currently, we have separate bag limits for mergansers and ducks. Mergansers are ducks, so we're going to combine those into a single aggregate duck daily bag limit. Currently, ducks are six, mergansers are five, and that'll go into just six overall uh, that one person could take. As Oldenburger mentioned, the daily bag limit for mergansers was five, which could have included no more than two hooded mergansers. If the proposal is adopted, that would change to a daily bag limit for ducks and mergansers of six in the aggregate, which would include no more than five mallards, three wood ducks, one scop, two redheads, two canvasbacks, one pintail, and one dusky duck. For all of those not listed, the daily bag limit would be six. That proposal has not yet been adopted. It will be published in the Texas Register to allow the public time to comment. When the public comment closes, the commission may consider its adoption. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. There's been one big factor in the markets for the past week and a half, and that's the Russian invasion of Ukraine. We'll see how it affected Tuesday's market trade coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Break out your camera and snap a pic for the Texas Farm Bureau photo contest. You or someone you know can share your best photo with the entire Lone Star State and maybe win some cash. Like $250 for first place, $200 for second place, and $100 for honorable mention. The contest is open to Texas Farm Bureau members or an immediate family member. Rural settings and lifestyles are the preferred themes for all submissions and contestants are limited to one entry per person. Top four winners will be selected and published in the July edition of Texas Agriculture and the summer edition of Texas Neighbors. Snap your pick now for the Texas Farm Bureau Photo Contest. The entry deadline is June 1st. Visit TexasFarmBureau.org for complete contest rules. That's TexasFarmBureau.org. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. We had a mostly higher trade in the cattle futures market on Tuesday. We closed higher on all except one contract, and that was on the nearby feeder cattle contract. But live cattle finishing in positive territory for the second day in a row. April live cattle up a dollar fifteen, one thirty nine oh five. The June up a dollar fifty two at one thirty five forty five. While August live cattle were up a dollar seventeen, one thirty six forty seven. Feeder market higher on all except the nearby March. It was down 57 cents, 154.02. April feeders up 65, 160.32, while May was up $1.40 at 166.30. Cash fed cattle market seeing some light trade up north. Kansas, Nebraska, and Iowa seeing live sales at 138. Dress sales at 222. That's two bucks lower compared to last week. Here in the south, we have it feedlots asking 140. 
No bids reported yet from the Packers. Boxed beef lower on Tuesday. Choice down a dollar fifty-one at two fifty-three twenty. Select down three twenty-three at two forty-six ninety-nine. Now let's check the auction barns. We're walking the pins with Larry Marble. It's time to review the sale that Kenny Mingus had on Friday at Milam County Livestock Auction Cameron. Kenny, how did you think the sale went? Well, it went good, Larry. We had a total of 15.85. Out of that mix, we had 404 cows and 40 bulls. Let's walk the pins. Steer calves under 300, 160 to 250. Three to 400 pound steers, 141 to 236. Four to 500 pound steers, 129 to 236 also. And over 580 to 201. On the heifers under 300, 120 to 235. Three to 400 pound heifers, $1.10 to 185. Four to 500 pound heifers, $1 to 176. And over 570 to 164. On the Packer cows, they had that thing smoked up pretty good, Larry, from 40 to 99. Packer bulls the same way from 85 to 118. On the bred cows from 575 to 1950. And on the cow-calf pairs from 625 to 2200. Now what do we anticipate for this next Friday sale, Kenny Mingus? Well, I hadn't had many calls today with it that gum near freezing down here. Uh, but I imagine we'll shake around and have a few, Larry. You know, uh, I'll be able to tell you a little more Thursday night when we visit. All right. Uh, well, that'll that'll be good. We'll keep our powder dry till then. Until then, tell everybody how to contact you if it's uh, spark them to bring some cattle or to contact you about it, buying something for them. Yes, sir. Just catch at the office Monday through Wednesday at 254-697-6697. Follow us on our webpage at milamcountylivestockauction.com or catch us on Facebook. Thank you, Kenny. Y'all have a good week, and I'll talk to you Thursday evening. Thank you, Larry. Neighbor, I'm Larry Marble here in Central Texas reporting for Texas Ag Today. Thanks, Larry. Back over to the futures market now where lean hogs closed sharply higher on Tuesday. April hogs up 265, 102.92. May hogs up 315 at 108.22. Class 3 milk was higher nearby March up 12 cents, 22.73 a hundredweight. April milk up 60 at 24.57 a hundred. The cotton market closing higher ahead of Wednesday morning's USDA supply and demand report. A nice recovery in the Dow Jones helping to push cotton prices higher on Tuesday. The May contract up 103 points. 117.97. October cotton up 80 at 105.44. December up 86. 102.07. The corn market continues a somewhat sideways pattern here this week so far. We had the old crop contracts finishing higher. New crop was lower. March corn up five and a quarter, 754 and a half. New crop September corn down one and a quarter, 673 a bushel. A big drop in the wheat market after several days of sharply higher closes. We ended up closing lower. July, Kansas City wheat down 55 and a half, 11.78 and a quarter. July, Chicago wheat down 57 and a quarter at 11.95 and a quarter. In the energy markets, April natural gas was down 29 cents, 4.53. April crude oil up $4 at 123.40 a barrel. The financial markets mixed Tuesday afternoon with the Dow down 102 points, 32,715. The NASDAQ up 6, 12,837. The S&P down 16 at 4,184. 
That wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. I'm Kerry Martin. Hope to see you here next time as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state on the planet, Texas agriculture. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.